0: Thanks for listening and subscribing to DIY for Business. It's Russ and Greg with you. Greg, how's it going?
1: It's going great, Russ. You know, I am living the dream.
0: That Literally. you are, I, my friend. I, I,
1: I am. I'm living the dream. I've, I mean, I get to do a podcast with you weekly, something that I truly love. And and gosh, you know, we're actually making some money out of this. We're helping businesses. This is really ideal for me.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, I, well, here's the thing. I remember early on in my career, I had a uh, uh, a boss. I, so I, I left, I worked for a dot-com for a bit. This is back in like 99, right? Right before everything started to like blow up with the dot-coms, right? Like where, you know, I mean like blow up like in the bad way, not blow oh, okay. up in the good okay. way. Yeah. Um, we were about to, you know, we're like trying to get investments and whatnot. And <laughs> this guy, everything that he would do, everything that he would say to me, that wasn't a star Trek reference. Cause he loves star Trek, everything else. He would always say to me, he's like, cause I, I also started my own little side business. He would say, you're living the American dream. You're going to, you're going to do what you love. And then at some point you're going to end up hating it. Like they don't tell you that last part. He would always say, <laughs> I'm like, well, I don't know. I don't know. And, and with that business, you know, there was a, there was a little bit of that towards the end where there was a little frustration and whatnot. But the thing is, I did get to do what I I loved for years, which is fantastic. And and now, once again, we're doing the same thing, which is fantastic. We're like getting to do something that we're passionate about and actually like turn it into a business. Like that's crazy.
1: Yeah, I don't know if it's luck, it's fortunate, or we're making that happen. Right? We're we're working hard to allow ourselves the opportunity to. Kind of do something we're passionate about and we love. And I, I your story about your guy that you know, talk Star Trek references mm-hmm, all mm-hmm. the time and li- working and living the dream. I mean, it's perfect for our guest tonight, Russ.
0: It, see, there you go. How, how's that for a segue? See, I, I set it all up without anybody even knowing that we've got we've got a podcaster. <laughs> he hosts a show, and this is awesome. Like this is like one of those ideas. That, like, oh man, why didn't I have this? This, like, this is such a good idea for a podcast. He uses Star Trek episodes to discuss leadership. It's called the Starfleet Leadership Academy. Jeff Aiken, thank you so much for joining us today.
2: Russ, Greg, thank you both for having me. It's so great to be here. I also am living the dream. I'm here with two of the coolest guys in all of podcasting. Ah. Also <laughs> with Russ and Greg. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, so Jeff, just,
1: just tell me. us a little bit about your background and how you got to the point where you wanted to do this show.
2: Well, I'll tell you, Greg, my background goes back a long ways and it takes a lot of branches. And I think that's a thing that when people get to live their passion, like you kind of have to do that, you know, because yeah. you you got to try stuff out, see what fits, what doesn't fit and all of that. But let me start at the, at the middle. Because what better place to start than in, there, in the though.
1: middle? Of course, that's where <laughs> yeah, starts yeah, right, right. in the middle, right?
2: right? I mean, that's what, isn't that where Pulp Fiction started? It's, it did <laughs> pretty so. well.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. So, but no. I was, so a couple of years ago, I was in a meeting. I was I had a new position as a, as, a, as a manager, and my job was to come in and fix a culture. So this organization's culture was terrible. The prior leadership lost some lawsuits around discrimination, harassment. You know, just really not good. Not yeah. good place. And uh, so I'm in there. And we and I'm sure no one listening has ever experienced this before. But like six days in, we were having the exact same meeting, you know, that we had every mm-hmm. day, talking yeah. about the exact yeah, groundhog. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh it's my a- gosh. And they just uh, seem yeah. to get longer and longer every day. <laughs> it's amazing. But it I finally got is. mad and I just like I hit the table and I was like, you know what? I want podcast. I want podcasts. Look at me. I can't even tell my own story. <laughs> I got mad and like I hit the table. And I said, "I want meetings like Captain Kirk has meetings, right? Issue, discussion, decision, and action. Boom, 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 boom." And that night, I went home and I was just thinking about that. And I'm like, "I wonder if there's other stuff in Star Trek that like." <laughs> and uh, yeah, there totally is. And so I've got over 20 years working in management and leadership. I've owned some businesses. I've been on boards. I've got all this experience working with people and money and stuff. And really it's almost that whole, like everything I ever learned, I I learned in everything I needed to know. I learned in kindergarten. Mm -hmm. Well, for me, everything I ever needed to know, I learned from star Trek and now (laughs) Ah. I'm just helping everybody else catch up.
0: Nice. Nice. And I, I part of my life, I felt like it was the Brady bunch. Um, like I'd ever play ball in the house, things like that. But yeah, I've, I've learned more fortunately, uh, since the Brady bunch just a little, yeah. yeah. So you, you get to do this like, and it's a fantastic podcast. You put a, you. a ton of work into this podcast and you could tell, like if, if anybody listening hasn't checked out this podcast, please go do, I know we like save the plugs, you know, usually for the end, but oh man, like it's so good. I, I, I love it. You do a fantastic job on it. So I, it, it's, it's a pleasure to talk to you. And, and by the way, we should mention that you are on the best business network over an Electrocast. You're, you're like in our business network. So this is a sample of one of the other quality podcasts that you're going to get within the network there. Um, okay. So star Trek and, and, and leadership let's dig into that a little bit. Now I, I will admit, like I'm, I've, I've probably, I've not watched as many episodes as you definitely but um, I watched, you know, some of the original series. I, I, I didn't watch a whole lot. Like I said, I did have the CEO originally, like <laughs> that I worked with. That every single thing that he would do was some sort of Star Trek reference. So I definitely get the business thing. But why, why Star Trek and leadership? So it really,
2: It really came down to those are like two of my big loves. I grew up watching Star Trek forever. It's a thing my mom connected me to. Um, and a uh, sad ending to that story, she passed away a couple years ago. Mm. Um, but the last thing that she and I got to do together was sit and watch an episode of Star Trek. It's wow, just always nice. been a part of our lives and a thing that's always connected us. And I've always loved it. Um, and then I've worked as a leader for a really, God, for a long, long time. You know, and I think that's a thing too. We talk about in leadership, people tend to equate leadership with a title, right? If I'm not a manager, I'm not a leader, if I'm not an owner, a founder, those things. And that's just, that's just patently false. Uh, leaders can come from anywhere in any position, anywhere in the organization. Um, and oftentimes, uh, maybe not within your organization. You got leaders in your customer base and everywhere else as well. It's identifying them, but for me, like I think I just always gravitated towards, you know, the Kirks and the Picards and Janeway and all these, these captains that would just exuded leadership all the time. And I did forever. And, and I think it really kind of paved a road for me as a kid, just always thinking in terms of leadership hmm, all hmm. the time. And so I, I it was just a natural fit for, for a guy like me.
1: Was it a conscious uh realization? that you are learning from the different seasons of Star Trek and you are actually utilizing it in, in your life. And, and yeah, different- no,
2: not at all. It was it conscious. I mean, I, I found that like, so like I've got a lot of fanhoods that I'm really into a lot of fandoms, right. Pro wrestling, good music, uh, you know, rock and stuff. And then, and then Star Trek. And I found that I would always quote, you know, and I, I always had a, you know, be in some negotiation or some something I'd be like, well, you know, this is a lot like, when they figured out the Treaty of Algernon, when the Pegasus took the cloaking device from, like, I always had this <laughs> Star Trek reference for stuff. Also, have a, I'm able to use a lot of Rush lyrics for different things, oh, too. Nice. But that's, 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 cool. that's a whole other fandom. Haven't started that podcast yet. But it wasn't really conscious until after after that meeting for me that I was just like, oh my gosh, like, these things really, really line up in a meaningful way. And I think. Part of my background, I worked in broadcasting for, for a lot of years, um, up until COVID killed the main industry that I was working in, starting to resurrect now. We can talk about that a little bit more here in a minute, but um, I was all about doing podcasts. I did one for one of the companies that I worked for, uh, one of the broadcasting companies, um, and had done a couple for some organizations that I'd done consulting with. And I'm like, I want to do I want to do my own, right? But what do I want to do it on? What what, what do I care about? And I can talk about a lot. Well, Star Trek. You know what? There's a lot of out there. Go go on to Spotify. Go on to Apple Podcasts. Type up Star Trek. And I hope you're wearing a snorkel because <laughs> you're going to need it to breathe. <laughs> Last thing the world needs is no Star Trek podcast out there, right?
0: Uh, but you know the thing is, it's like you found something. Both the podcasting. I'm sorry, the the podcasting with the the leadership, the podcasting with the Star Trek, like combining those two things, it's something that you're passionate about, something that you can talk about for hours, Yeah, you know, and and enjoy talking about it for hours. Like it is
2: so fun. Like you talked about doing your passion, living that American dream. And, and I think what's blown my mind is how, what started out really as a pandemic project for me, you know, I, I didn't have a commute anymore. I was working online. I had the idea for the Star Trek thing and I didn't want to go there. There were so many that I thought, gosh, you know, I do a lot of consulting. I work with a lot of companies and help develop leaders. Maybe I do a leadership thing. Gosh, there's just so many great leadership podcasts out there already. One on the Best Business Network, of course, Deep Leadership, one of oh, my yeah. favorites. And I'm like, you know, they, they don't need me out there in that space, right? Like there's, there's already great speakers out there talking to this. What can I do? And it was that moment in that meeting when I was frustrated that I realized no one is doing this. Nobody is taking pop culture, right? Because I think like the Starfleet Leadership Academy is about Star Trek, and that's because I love Star Trek. But the whole philosophy behind it is you can take what society has made complex, right? If you go, and want to grab a book on leadership, they're all like the 572 laws of this, the 38 laws of that. I can't, (laughs) I can't keep track of that, man. Like, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Let's keep it simple. Let's do something fun with it. And let's, let's watch star Trek or star Wars, or even, even my little pony. You can pull amazing. In fact, Side note there, and I'm working on a bonus episode for My Little Pony right now because they've got an episode <laughs> that teaches lean methodology, process really? improvement, Yeah, better than any. I was in an organization that spent <laughs> millions of dollars bringing in consultants to make us a lean organization. 22 minutes of season six, episode 10, or vice versa, either 10, so six, 10 or 10, six of My Little Pony, it's Apple Jacks Day teaches process improvement and lean thinking better than anything I've ever seen.
1: How did That's you find awesome. that episode? And <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: <laughs>
1: this, is, this is where I the brony
2: accusations come in, right?
1: yeah i, 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 don't, I have I don't a young like daughter i you don't cover any you know dark secrets here but like how did you uncover that one that's, that's a i have good. a
2: very young daughter and in fact it was a fun day uh, she was sick she came home sick from school and she was sitting on the couch and i was doing dishes pitching in you know helping out and i'm not gonna watch my little pony i have zero patience for that show but i start hearing stuff like and they' she's just like yeah and then we we checked that we you know first i did this and then i did this and i asked myself why are we doing it and i'm like why is she using the five whys right now like is that really (laughs) happening on my little i actually made one of my teams watch that episode we got together for a team meeting i'm like you're watching this was everybody at this oh no not at all no they were at the end at first like literally i'm just like it's start the countdown to an hr complaint against jeff on this by the end by the end they came around (laughs)
0: It's great when you could tie in stuff like that. It makes for memorable training. It makes for like easier lessons. Like Greg, do you remember early on when I when you and I were working together? I used Back to the Future to train people on how to shoot video.
1: I do remember that, and that was a yeah. hit. Everybody, will, everybody loved that.
0: Totally, everybody they- got it. Every, everybody walked away, and I think you know when I told them what shots, you know, like you know how to take a, you know like oh, get a close up, get this kind of shot, get that kind of like they all remembered it because of looking at scenes of back to the future. It worked out so well,
1: <laughs> except for we had that one really young guy. And then he was thinking about back to the future three. And that just now, nah. yeah, that didn't, that work wasn't out. the thing. Yeah. That wasn't yeah. the thing. Yeah, no, no. It,
0: took, <laughs> it took a
2: turn. But yeah, like I, I teach, I teach some project management stuff out of the movie, Star Trek four, you know, the one with the whales oh, in yeah. there, but like, they get, you know, so they land in, in, uh, they, they land there in San Francisco in mm-hmm. 1984 or whatever. They're yeah, lost. They they're do the, everybody lost. remember where we parked? I, love that I, just, line. I just
1: watched it. I just watched that. Favorite line. Such a movie. good
2: movie. Yeah. yeah. But Kirk, Kirk comes out on the bridge and he basically takes out a work breakdown structure and starts assigning resources. We need this. You go do this. This, here's the dependency. So I need you to go do that. And he runs through how to manage through a WBS, uh, in there. So, I mean, even, even through the, like concepts like project management, it's happening in Star Trek. And I can teach that to somebody instead of going to Pembok, right? And pulling out mm-hmm. this just, you know, totally. knowledge with yeah. a lot of big words in it. And I'll be like, yeah, I'm going to, Kirk, remember when Kirk said, "Do the oh yeah, that's the I get it. That makes sense to me." All right, so we, we got we do have to take a short break here, um,
0: but when we come back, we have also got to touch on, on that other company that you worked for and some of that other stuff because that's that's going to be fun. So uh, we'll be right back. And thanks for listening and subscribing to DIY for Business, part of the Best Business Network on ElectroCast Media. We are joined by one of our fellow podcasters on the Best Business Network here, uh, Jeff Agin, and he is helping us to uh, boldly go where no man has gone before. Uh, do you, you use that line too?
2: I mean, yeah, it's yeah, there. Yeah. And of course, the one you always go with, still, uh, leadership, so. leadership, leadership, the final frontier. Uh, so ah, yeah, There you go. Okay. Yep. There you go. But see,
0: now though, shifting topics slightly to your other career that you
2: were passionate about. You talked
0: about the broadcast career.
2: Tell us a little about that broadcast career. That broadcast career also took a winding path, Yeah, right? And it started in the backyard of a friend of mine in Eugene, Oregon, um, who said basically, hey, how would you like to be a pro wrestler? And you, I want you to tell me a red-blooded like 15-year-old kid. I wasn't 15 at the time, but you know, 15-year. You want to be a pro-? Yes. yes? Where do I sign? Right. Yeah. Exactly right. I mean, come right. on.
1: Your <laughs> real Everybody life comic their favorite football. wrestler. They want to be exactly. exactly. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah, I think it's part, and it's a thing too. That's not an American thing. That is a across the globe Mm -hmm. thing. I've had the opportunity through my time in professional wrestling and other, other uh, adventures to travel the world. And one of my most proudest moments ever was in Beirut, Lebanon, and I was recognized at a nightclub for my work on a, on a company for pro wrestling. Wow. That's yeah. awesome. Bad, it was a little scary when someone comes up like pointing at you, like you, you. And so I'm like, oh, this is not going to end well. <laughs> <laughs> the company, the company, we we had a, this was in 2013, 2014. We had a TV deal with Pop TV Um and we were broadcasting all over the globe, professional wrestling. So I started out as a pro wrestler in the late nineties and I was, I was not good. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't take long to figure that out at all. You know, people, people will hear this and they'll think, Oh, that, that fake, that fake stuff, right? Well, sure. It's, it's scripted. It's, you know, it's, it's predetermined it. I like to think of it not as fake, but it's theater in the round, right? You know, the stage is in the middle, you got the crowd mm-hmm. all around you and we are telling the timeless tale of, of good versus evil through the universally understandable language of violence and competition. (laughs)
1: That is universal.
2: Yeah. And it it taught me a lot about storytelling. Um, It taught me a lot about the psychology of, you know, kind of taking people through a story and a journey and how to make them feel the feelings you want to. And, and at first to do that without language, without using words, but because I wasn't good, I mean, frankly, I just wasn't athletic enough. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. there are a lot of stories about their world-class athletes who wanted to get into pro wrestling, who couldn't make it. It's just so unique in what it takes. The artistry behind it, the showmanship and the athleticism isn't natural for a lot of people. So I stopped wrestling and started doing everything else. I worked as a referee, as a manager, uh, a bell ringer, Ring announcer, you name it, but I landed on play-by-play commentary and color analysis commentary, and did that for the better part of ten years um, for uh, for a couple of organizations, uh, one of which got International airplay in, in there, and it gave me a lot of experience just in you know how to how to tell a story verb. Like I had to watch a match happening in real time. Yeah, they're predetermined, but they're not scripted, so I had to react in real time yeah. to these things, describe them in a way that made sense to people viewing. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, and then at the same time, have somebody yelling at me in my ear because we're going to cut to a commercial or we're going to cut to a promo (laughs) and be able to just, I mean, you watch, you watch a basketball game or you watch football or anything and it all seems so seamless, right? Yep. And that's why he's, uh, you know, 16 yards away from breaking the next record and coming up after this break, we're going to see what happens with it. And then just goes to break seamlessly. That's the work. That is really hard work of a lot of people coming Uh together.
1: And, and that's why some of the, the broadcasters stay broadcasters for so long because they're so good at yeah. it and other people can't break yeah. in because they can't do it as well.
2: Yeah. yeah. And there's so much like just that value of a voice and a brand. You know, I know like up here, I'm, I'm in Portland. And so with the Blazers, we had Bill Shonley forever. And when he retired, it was like, oh, my gosh, who's going who's gonna to become the new voice? But it, as long as he wanted that job, no one was going to touch it. He was good mm-hmm. at it he was the voice of the team and every market, every team has that, that voice, you know, that's, yeah. it's what they are.
0: Yeah, totally. Uh, okay. So I, before I get into any other questions about leadership or podcasting or anything like that, I got to add, what, what was the gimmick? What was the name when you
2: were wrestling? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So started out as a, as a young and intrepid uh, amateur wrestler that really wanted to be a dancer his whole life, but his dad forced <laughs> him into wrestling. And his name, my name was uh, was uh, Johnny Dingo. Nice. Johnny Dingo, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then I switched when I started doing the uh, the kind of supporting roles around it. it was JT Allen? It was JT Allen for a long time? And then when I got into the broadcasting side, I shifted to my real name and used Jeff Aiken for like the last half last half of my run. So, gotcha. how long did you actually wrestle? So, I actually wrestled for probably about seven months. It was okay. not long. Um, traveled around a little bit. This is the late nineties uh, that this happened, and uh, yeah, it it I, I lasted seven about seven months, six seven months. I probably should have lasted three days. Um, <laughs> I, had, I had no business doing what those those athletes do. So,
1: so I I know that you know you're you're doing the podcast when, but you also work, you know, kind of a nine to five job. When did you kind of do both? Because for a while, you're kind of just doing your passion, you're doing your love, you're wrestling, you're broadcasting. And then, you know, for a long time now, you've had another career that's working, you know, more corporate. So how did that all come about? Because a lot of our listeners, they want to figure out how do they find that balance you know they have the nine to five but they also have a fantastic idea they want to be a content creator they want to do something around their passion whatever that passion is and it's just like how do i make that transition how do i make that step
2: so the first thing you have to do my opinion here right i mean this this works well for me take it as you will but take that word balance and throw it out of your vocabulary If you're looking for balance, you're going to be disappointed more often than not. Balance implies that you give something up to get something. I can't get all of this because I'm giving up a part of this and I can be one or the other. I like to think of it more in terms of fulfillment. What am I doing and how am I using my time that is fulfilling me, that's feeding me? You know, I had this incredible supervisor, gosh, not that long ago, only about four or five years ago. And he would regularly ask me, he's like, is this job good? Are you, are you getting fulfilled? Are you getting what you need? And for me, working in the corporate world, the two things that matter to me is I want to be like, I want to be ridiculously fiscally responsible. I think one of the, the the greatest strategies to increasing your overall net profit is to reduce your operating expenses as much as possible, right? You'd be, be efficient, be lean, be mean, right? Have as mu- little going out as possible. And I, oh my God, a ridiculous amount of passion around the process improvement side of the world. So as long as I can do that, I'm feeling good. The second thing I love doing, is developing other people. I think leaders are defined by the number of leaders that they create. Mm. And I love creating Mm -hmm. leaders. And so if I can do those two things in a role, I'm going to be fulfilled. But then I look at it too, in terms of there's a lot of tools and a lot of things that come into play, time management, prioritization, having a good team. And I think what I have to give so much credit to is my, my partner, my wife, Uh, Giselle, without her, I don't think I could accomplish and achieve a lot of the things I've been able to. We're a team and we support each other. In fact, our primary business is owned by the both of us. We have an umbrella umbrella group that holds our businesses under it. And we own that 50-50 because we're more than just life partners. We're also business partners. But a big part of that is we communicate with each other. We tag in when necessary to help the other do the stuff they need to do. And then as long as we're being fulfilled, Right. And so I think that was a long way around, but hitting some key points, but Greg, forgetting about balance and understanding if a thing is important to you, if it's your priority, you have to surround yourself with the people that are going to support that priority and then focus on the fulfillment of doing it. Yeah. It's a project in itself,
0: right? Like you figure out what you want to do step by step. You're working towards it and it, Greg, you've also done this though. I mean, you had a golf business. Like, how do you get more like <laughs> surrounded by something that you love? I mean, you ran that. How did you do it? It was. What was it, your story on that?
1: It was so interesting uh, because. I was doing the whole tech thing, right? Back in the 90s, the high tech was booming. You know, it was great working for a company. Basically, our per diem was <laughs> whatever you want to spend to get a client, right? It, it was the best traveling around the country. And at some point, I just realized to myself, to, to Jeff's point, is like, is it really fulfilling anymore? And it it, it was fun, but it wasn't fulfilling, So then I started looking for what would fulfill me. Mm -hmm. And when we come back from break, I will tell you how I got into (laughs) golf and eventually on a golf radio show because there is a story to that. So hang on. And we're back with DIY for Business. Russ and Greg here talking to Jeff Aiken. The host of Starfleet Leadership Academy, one of our fantastic shows on the best business network heard on Electric Cast Media. And before the break, I was kind of going into my, my golf career and, you know, I wanted to get out of high tech. And I said, okay, this is, this is the moment where I really need to kind of take a, a shift in, in my life. And I said, what do I really love? And I was, you know, the high school golfer. I golfed since I was, you know, 11 years old. And I just would, I loved golf. And I figured, how can I make this a career? So originally, and I don't even know if you know this or us. Originally, my concept was I was going to start a junior golf tour. And at the time there was no junior golf tour and I was researching (laughs) with the NCAA to make sure there's no violations and what we could do for prizes and how we were going to promote it. And it was, uh, that's where I was going to go with it. And I, I had a business partner that we were really researching it hard. And then all of a sudden I, my dad asked me to go into this golf store because one of his friends heard about this golf store that would custom build them a, a golf golf set, so I said All right, I'll go check it out for you. Right, I know a lot about golf. I'm gonna go see if they know what they're doing. So I go in there and I was like, "Whoa, this was so impressive!" I go, "You guys are custom fitting clubs that were better than I can buy, you know, Titleist or Callaways or Ping. They were better suited for players, and you're custom fitting them." And I, I started asking them about their business model. And they they kind of told me and they go, do you want to open your own store? And I I went to my business <laughs> partner to go, yeah, yeah, let let's do this. This is so much easier than starting a golf tour. And uh, so we we started a custom golf uh, company, and we were building golf clubs for people and to kind of get you to where I'm really going here is to promote our shows or I'm sorry, to promote our stores. We had our own golf radio show and we used our commercial Mm -hmm. time to promote our stores because we had, we had about seven or at any time we had between seven and 11 stores up and down California. So we were using the radio time to promote her. And I found out I really loved the radio side of it more than the retail side of it. And, uh, That's how I kind of evolved into doing something I truly loved. It was still around golf, but I loved talking. I loved interviewing and, you know, look, look where I am today.
2: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I think your experience really hits on what I was saying, where you have to take that roundabout route to find your passion and then how to, how to make money from it. And then, And like, you wouldn't have thought probably before that radio was kind of your jam, right? Like who would have ever thought that, but you got your, got your feet wet and you're like, this is me. This is what I want to
1: do. I mean, I thought the radio side was just going to help my stores. And then I fell in love with the radio and I fell in love with being an interviewer and and telling golf stories. And that's where I like, okay, this, this is the future here. This is where I
0: want to be. Yeah. Well, and, and the thing is, it goes to back to the same thing too, of like, you started down a path. Like you took some steps towards it and then, you know, you landed uh, because you like something, because you know, you love it. At least you were, you were walking towards that. And yeah, you you didn't end up exactly where you planned, but you ended up in a great place, which is awesome.
1: Yeah. Well, how did you start your business, Russ? Because I mean, you kind of followed the same path where you got into something that you really loved. Yeah.
0: Totally. Well, I'll I'll reveal too. Um, I also, because I was in radio, I also had a stage name for for a oh, minute yeah i gotta yeah. know that yeah Dis- disco j <laughs> diamond so <No>. <laughs> <laughs> which could be
1: your wrestling name too it totally. could be
2: it could be it could yeah. be some other names too depending on how you wanted to you know if you want it if you want it in singles that'll work there is that there <laughs> yeah. is that me and me and johnny dingo uh- yep exactly <laughs> tag team for the ages
0: um so yeah i, I actually i was working in radio. And I had somebody that said, Hey, you know, I've got a gig, uh, a live gig. Do you want to go cover it? like, I've never done live DJing before. I don't know what I'm doing. He's like, well, you do it in here. It's just like this, except there's people. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So I did it and, you know, started down that path of like, did it once and I totally loved it. And I had fun with it. I, back in high school, like I did, I did theater. You know, like I, and I didn't want to, I had a teacher, an, an English teacher in like my, I believe it was my sophomore year or maybe it was my freshman year. I, I it was a long time ago. It was at least five years ago. Um, yeah. So she had me like read the items that I was writing because I would write these things and and like, she would crack out about it. I'd see it at her desk and she started laughing. because so I would do all these like, you know, like she would, and then she made it where you know what, Russ? I want everything that you write for this class to be a script or a skit. I'm like, okay, cool, I can do that. So she totally, like, you know, played to what I was I- I- enjoying. And then she goes, "Now on Friday, I want you to actually do this in front of the class." And I'm like, "Ah, uh, I don't know about that." <laughs> and she goes, "Well, you're you're not going to pass if you don't do this." I'm like, okay, all right, fine. So I did it, and I totally loved it. And then at the end of the class, at the end of this, you know, semester, she walked me down to the to the drama, and said, "You got to sign up for this." Introduced me to the drama teacher. I signed up for it. I loved it. And then what I realized was I had already liked the whole radio thing. What I realized this is like, wow, this is combining those two passions. I get to like, you know, play music, have some fun, and also kind of get that crowd reaction coming back because you know I love the whole improv thing. I've talked about that in other shows, but it's like that whole combination of things just made it where it was so fun. And then I added on like the marketing side of it and the business management, the systems, like I'm like shoot, I got to run my own business. I got to do this. <laughs> you know, it, it just it took off and I loved it and did it for 13 years and yeah, at the end it you know, it it got Really, it was lugging the speakers and whatnot that got tiring (laughs) and dealing with Bridezilla's. There was a few of those (laughs) towards the end. Um, But it it was, you know, something where I just felt like, uh, you know, I I need my weekends back. I need this back. So I kind of left it. But man, I wouldn't have changed any of that. It was so much fun to actually live my passion. I felt like I I didn't work a day for the 13 years that I ran that.
2: Oh, so I think that's what it is, is. You have to take that weird winding path They all add up. Yeah. There's this weird pressure people have that like at 17, when you're a junior or senior in high school, you got to know what you're going to do the whole rest of your life. Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Not good. But, uh, but yeah, so you have to experience all those things. I think the two, two pieces that all of our stories kind of have in common that would really help people who are wanting to do this, right. Who are wanting to make that shift and start working in their passion is one, they did those experiences, Two, they had that decision point where they realized, like, I like these things. I want to start doing them. And then you start kind of building your life around being able to do that thing. Yeah. Um, you know, and and I mean, it's, it sounds so simple. And, I, and it really is. You know, I yeah. think we have as, as people, and this is where people like your teacher, these leaders in our lives step in and they can kind of help coach, mentor, point out, hey, you're actually really good good at this thing you yeah. should do this thing i'm also like she did with you ross like hey you're good at this thing cool you're doing good now i'm going to move you one layer out of your comfort zone again exactly i'm going to make you perform yeah. now i'm going to do that again i'm going to take you to the mm-hmm. drama department and you're kicking and screaming inside like i don't want to do this exactly those, those are all nerds i don't <laughs> want to hang out with them <laughs> exactly. then you realize like oh no this is all great yeah and i get it yeah and then make that decision point where you're like yeah i'm totally going to do this thing and yeah. make it happen yeah
0: I have no idea what my life would be without that, like without those little decision points. But I'm so glad they happened. (laughs)
2: There's an episode of Next Generation called Tapestry. It's in the seventh season of of Star Trek The Next Generation where Picard has that, where he has a thing where he's like, you know, I wish I never did this thing. It's one of my biggest regrets. I wish I didn't Mm -hmm. do it. So this omnipotent being, Q, shows up and says, okay, cool, let's go look at your life if that thing didn't happen. Mm. And he led a life of complete mediocrity. He he didn't achieve anything he wanted to. And it turned out where it's like, no, this one thing – set you on this path that made these things happen. And when I was looking at that episode recently and I'm like, if you like yourself, if you like where you're at, you know, then yeah, all those things, even your regrets are things that brought you here. If you don't like where you're at, you don't get to change your regrets. Like that doesn't, that only happens in Star Trek. That doesn't happen in real (laughs) life. (laughs) But look at them just like we look at those things and look for those opportunities where you can shift, make that, make that, change in your trajectory and yeah
1: yeah and i think that's kind of what this episode is all about it's like okay sometimes we see the signs or we get the signs it's like mm-hmm. are we willing to make that actual shift are exactly. we willing to do it right and it's not easy And 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 i don't want to make it sound like hey all of us have you know had an easy road with all these different career paths that we've had it hasn't been easy at times yeah but you know, because we're, we are passionate about whatever we're doing, whether it's podcasting, whether it's broadcasting, whether it's DJing, uh, whether it's being talking about golf on the radio, you know, it's, it, 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 those hard things are worth it. The hard work is worth it. The, you know, all the obstacles that get thrown your way, it's worth it because you love it. And I Damn. think that that's the most important thing is like, if you can find something that you don't mind getting hit with all those things. Because you truly love what you're doing, then I would say, you know, in my personal opinions, go for it. Try, it. yeah,
0: hundred percent, yeah. Or, or you could say, make it so. Make it oh.
2: so, engage. Engage. There you, go. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you gotta
1: make. You gotta do the voice when you're saying it. Yeah I, yeah
2: I don't I do impression do i can't do impressions yeah neither can i
0: <laughs> i realized that early on <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was playing well, the not strengths a thing. right you're like that's not my yeah, jam yeah. yeah i remember trying to do actually this goes back to to high school and and improv and i was like oh i'll, I'll do some voices like they do on saturday night live and uh i i had somebody i was like oh man I, I think i did that pretty good i think i nailed that like you know i don't know george bush or ross perot or something They're like yeah you sounded like you were trying to be
2: Dana Carvey, trying to yep. be
0: <laughs> <I'm> like, okay, <laughs> I'll never do an impressions again.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's the worst. People do have it That's great, but that's the thing too, right? Yeah. Again, recognizing what you are and what you can't yeah. taking feedback. You know, mm-hmm. I think, I mean, that's a piece too, where, you know, I think one of the conversations the three of us had when we first met was around leadership's role in business. Right. Cause I think a lot of people think of them as separate and distinct things when they totally like they are one and the same. You can't have one without the other because in order to run a successful business, right? You got to play to your strengths. You got to take advice. You got to take feedback. You got to pivot. You got to do all those things. Those are leadership skills. All Mm -hmm. of which by the way, are taught in Star Trek and at the Starfleet leadership Academy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) See, now that that's a pro plug right there.
2: I like that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So let's not stop there. Tell, tell everybody about the show, how they can hear it, uh, and, and other ways they can contact you.
2: Yeah. So the Starfleet Leadership Academy, it's available anywhere you get podcasts out there in the whole world. If you're listening to this, just go to the same place, right? And just type in <laughs> Starfleet <laughs> Leadership Academy. And I try to make these super accessible, right? You don't have to be a Star Trek fan to really get a lot out of these episodes. I'll give you an episode recap, give you my opinion on the episode, and then we dive into the teachable moments in there. And I'll share. I've watched a couple episodes on first viewing and thought, oh my gosh, how am I going to find something in this? And some of those have gone on to be some of my richest episodes full of stuff in there because leadership comes and shows its, its face in so many different ways. You can also check out my website, jeffaiken.com. You can set the podcast there, but I also write blog posts based on the uh, based on the, the the episodes and then other things that kind of tickle my fancy in the world. And those are all available at jeffaiken.com. Is there a link to the My Little Pony episode there as well? Not yet. So okay. well, we working work on, on the that. My Little Pony episode, but if you're into it, I got a Patreon link, and that's where all my bonus episodes go. <laughs> I love that,
0: Jeff. Thank you so much for for joining us. Today. I feel like uh, this should be like one of those podcasts where we just talk for like three or four hours because yeah. it's so much fun talking to you. So th- thank you so much for
2: for making time to uh, talk with us. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It's been it's been a blast.
1: It has. Thanks a lot, Jeff.
2: Welcome. Live long, prosper, or as I like to say, live, lead, and prosper. Nice. <laughs>
0: hey, thank you for listening, subscribing, and reviewing DIY for Business. Part of the best business network where you'll find quality podcasts like this one here and, and Jeff's. And and we mentioned deep leadership earlier. we got to mention that too. Plenty of other great podcasts here on the network. Be sure to go to our website to go check that out. There's a link in the podcast description for that as well. Hey, uh, the subjects that we cover on this podcast are selected with the goal of helping your business grow. All of the information provided is opinion-based and you may want to consult a professional to discuss your exact business situation. Greg and I, we want your company to succeed and we want to talk to you as well. We're happy to take your questions. Uh, We would also love to hear your suggestions for future episodes. If there is an area where you need solid business advice or help, just let us know. Head over to our website and that is DIYforbusinesspodcast.com and you can make suggestions or see all of our past episodes of the podcast. Hey, we also love talking to business owners. If you would like to join us on the show, please do reach out On our website. We thank you again for listening and subscribing to DIY for Business, where you are not alone. If, like me, you love music in the movies, you love our podcast, Sync Love. I'm your host, Kurt DeBeek. I meet with top music supervisors and experts to learn what film scores
2: inspired their careers. From Wes Anderson to Sofia Coppola, Quentin Tarantino to Spike Lee, great directors have called on a host of musical talent to bring their visions to life. We talk
0: about the challenges and triumphs that changed their lives. Join us for movies and music on Syncline, wherever you listen to podcasts. Electric ass. Hi, I'm Gina Ann, your tour guide to Adventures to Wisdom Podcast. What if you could get answers to your deepest questions, reawaken your sense of purpose, and enhance your zest for connections and play? This is what we do on Adventures to Wisdom Podcast with real people, and we're inviting you to come with us. We bring you unscripted, raw, inspirational stories, ideas, and intuitive insights. ass.